Okay, let's begin everyone. Baruch Hashem. We are blessed again to be alive. Thank you Hashem that we are alive, that we are here on this planet, on planet Earth, to work, to change, to grow, for all of us to learn how to change, how to grow, and how to be better than we've been, and how to learn to be more positive. That's the reason we learn purity of speech, to learn the gifts of life, for all of us to learn how to see the good in others, to see the good in ourselves, and to see opportunity, to see the blessing and opportunity of today, and the ability for us to create the day that we want to create, and that we are gifted, that we are able to make those decisions, to say that this is how I want to look at the situation, this is how I want to look at this person, this is how I want to look at myself, that Baruch Hashem, and it's one of the things that a person needs to chazer, a person needs to remind himself every day, it's not something that lasts, it's not something that just um, happens, just like a person eating, a person has to eat breakfast today, even though he ate breakfast yesterday, why? I already ate breakfast, I already told myself that I'm a wonderful person. I already told myself yesterday how good I am. I already told myself yesterday how much I can do. I already pat myself on the back yesterday. Why do I have to do it again today? So the same reason you have to eat breakfast today. That's what happens. If you don't consistently, if you don't every day remind yourself who, who you are and what you are and what life is about, a person's going to forget. And not only that, as the Masil Sisharam says in the introduction, is that those are things to be hungry. You don't have to work on yourself to be hungry. You naturally become hungry. You don't have to work on yourself to go to sleep. That's a natural thing that people fall asleep. You don't have to work on waking up. You naturally, your body will wake up. But you do have to work on being positive. You do have to work on learning to believe in yourself more. You do have to work on working on yourself more because the default, the natural thing that we do is we just want to be lazy. We want to just be totally um, lazy in our thinking, lazy in our thoughts. And our laziness of our thoughts is the negativity. Oh, okay, yeah, this is, this is what I've been playing in my head my whole life. This is what I've been playing, these negative thoughts, these, these it could be it's not even the negative thoughts, it's like a subconscious, like, you know, like a, I was talking to someone yesterday and we were saying, okay, you're doing affirmations. Oh, I'm wonderful, I'm wonderful, I'm wonderful, I'm wonderful, right? Doing these affirmations, thinking positive thoughts. And then he's like, but I don't believe it, right? But I don't believe it. So I'm like, yeah, you're right, you don't believe it. Because you could say to yourself over and over, I'm wonderful, I'm wonderful, I'm, 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 I accept myself, I accept myself, I accept myself. And then you're like, okay, new. Okay, no, get the, you know, so, so what's, a, what's a stronger thought? The stronger thought is, okay, no, so great, so you accepted yourself. Okay, now that you accepted yourself, you know, let's get, let's get moving. You know, what's stronger? So it's not just the thinking that, that uh, bombarding yourself with the positive thoughts, which is so important, but it's learning for them to sink in. To sink in when we're children, we're, we're much more... 
like a sponge. We're much more open to what we are and who we are. And then when we have our parents or we have our teachers or we have people who defined us, so what happens is, thank you so much. Oh, well, the wash for that, thank you. I don't know. Sorry, I just got uh, distracted over here. Thank you, yes. So what happens is when we're a child, so when something goes into our minds, it's, much, it's a much deeper groove. It's a much deeper, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's stuck with us. It sticks with us. So what, what, what we have to try and do, and this we've said before, it's not about uprooting it's not about uprooting that. That's very hard to uproot. If you were in first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, and you grew up in a home where uh, you're, you're, the negativity and the negativity and the negativity, so, so that's deeply rooted inside of you, that negativity. You, you want to learn, you want to learn, learn. And I, and I say that word on purpose. You have to learn. You have to teach yourself. You have to teach your brain. You have to learn how to become more positive. You have to learn how to think differently about yourself. And that's really what Hilchus Lashon Hara does to us. What Hilchus Lashon Hara does is it forces us to look at someone differently. It forces us to say, oh wow, you know what? Maybe it's actually not my mother. Maybe it's not my father. Maybe it's not my roommate. Maybe it's not my wife. Maybe it's not my child, whoever might be. Maybe it's really me and I need to change the way I look. Maybe it's not Hashem. Maybe it's not Hashem. Maybe it's me the way I look at things. And when a person begins to change his brain and he begins to change the way he looks at himself and the way he looks at other people and the way he looks at the world. right? Sometimes what happens is we believe our thoughts. We believe our thoughts so much that it becomes, it becomes like, like, like reality. It's like, oh, I can't live here because of this. I can't, I can't marry you know, this type of person because of this. I can't be this type of person because of this. I can't live in this, in this environment because of this. And we become so sure of ourselves. And we become so sure of that thought that, that it's like, what do you mean? How could you tell me that my roommate, how could you tell me that my mother is not like this? What do you mean? I, of course she is. But when a person learns that he could change that, and that's the greatness of being in this world and being alive. As long as a person is alive, he can make changes, he can grow, he can change the circumstance. He can change the way he looks at himself. That's really what growth is, that's what reinventing oneself is is that I don't want to be defined by the way I have been until now. I don't want to be defined in the, the way I was yesterday, or the way I was a week ago, or the way I was a month ago, or two months ago. Even if you're doing well, even if you're doing well, people always think that, that defining yourself is only, oh, I don't want to define myself as bad, right? Is there, a, you mind, I just want to turn off the, it's like blowing on me, if you don't mind. That one's fine. That was 21. Just that way. Thank you. So the, a lot of times people think that, that defining themselves, defining themselves, 
Where's mine? Oh, sorry. A lot of times people think that defining themselves is only in the negative. Re- reinventing yourself means is that you're constantly redefining yourself. It means it's making that schedule, uh, it's making that schedule a new schedule every week. Even if it means making a new schedule every day. Why? What's the shot? The shot is that I'm not bound by the way I think of myself. I'm not bound to, to, to the way I think I am. I want to constantly re, rethink the way I am. Even if, even if things are going well. I want to be open. I want my mind to be open to change. When a person is open to change, so then he has everything. He could do whatever it is that he wants to do and he can do, as opposed to that I'm stuck. And that's really where, where Chavetz Chaim, where the halachas come from. Because the second that a person locks somebody in, you lock yourself and say, oh, that's who that person is. This person's like this, I'm like this, and this person's like that. As opposed to, I want to be open to be able to look at people and look at myself open, fresh, new, every day. Rabba, the, 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 the Chadashim Labkarim, Rabba Munasecha, the gift of a new day is the gift of, of a new perspective. There's no point, there's no point to just have another day. There's no point to just say, okay, it's another day, so great, it's Wednesday, great. So it's just another repeat of Tuesday. And I'm just doing Tuesday? No. Hashem gives us an opportunity to say, I want to change myself. I want to change my perspective. And that's where renewal and excitement comes. When a person is just, you know, you know in, the, in, in, in his own, you know, flow of, of, okay, yeah, yeah, I've been here, done that, been here, done that. And your life becomes monotonous, you're not excited, it's not exciting. So you want to question yourself, is that how am I looking at things? How am I looking at myself? Yes, Moshe? Um, if someone has a schedule that's working for them, they're really growing, and, and they just want to work on the consistency of that schedule. So how would they be able to redefine themselves? Because they don't want to like, if they switch it to the video, like, they might get messed up, and they're just in a good place, and they're going, and want to work on like just doing the grind just every single day showing up and great so what I'm not, I'm not sure something where we seem to redefine yourself we make a schedule and we do all this thing so like if someone's in a good place like what should they just try to make it better redefine themselves make it better I mean it's whatever they want to do I'm, I'm not sure I'm not sure what you're asking we're just talking about redefining right I'm saying you always want to be you always want to be upgrading you always want to be you always want to be thinking how I could do things better, how I could do things more present. Better doesn't always mean more. Better could be less. Better doesn't always mean I have to fill up my schedule more. It could be I need to cut out things in my schedule and I need to take things uh, slower. I need more quality. For some people, it's more quantity. There are a million ways to change yourself. Changing yourself doesn't mean I have to you know, uh, do drastic changes. It could be it's little nuances in in being more happy, right? 
that's harder. It's harder to learn to be happy than it is to, you know, uh, check off something on your on your on your list. It's very easy. It's easier to check off a list. Something you're doing. I did this. To be present when I do something. To be engaged if I do something. To be passionate about doing something. That already is is the level you want to get. I've said this many times. It's not a, don't look at life as a luxury. It's not a, don't look at life as, it's a luxury to get up early and to be passionate about my day. No, no, no. That's a necessity. That's step one. If you're not, if you're not passionate about getting up in the morning and you don't have excitement about how you're living your day, so, so that's not like, Okay, I'm not, all right, no, no, that's, that's olive base. That's olive base. That's, that's like, you know, you know, 101, life 101. We, 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 we look at ourselves, you know, we, we, we were talking from yesterday from the, from the line, and I love the line. I love the line that we said yesterday about you're in the gym, right, that this planet is like a gym, and if you're not here to work hard, then you're in the wrong place. So Nussin, I was talking to Nussin last night, we were going more and more, and Nussin Mormon was telling me, as, a, as someone who knows what it is to, to be in the gym, he was telling me, or you say it, Nussin, when, when you were saying the people, the real, the, yeah? Oh, right. Dovey Sauer, back, wow. So, so the line, I don't know if you heard the line yesterday. He told you? Oh, good. So, so Nussin, the line was, I asked, no, I asked Nussin, I said, what happens when a guy comes to the gym and he doesn't want to work hard? So Nussin said, he's in the wrong place. You don't come to the gym and you chill out. So I said, wow, that's amazing. Because we were talking about the world and life. And we were saying that this planet is like a big gym. And if you're not here to work hard, you're in the wrong place. That was the... That was the line, which I think is a great, which is true. Now, then Nelson was telling me last night that the real work outer guys, right, the real guys, if you're sitting there, so say it, Nelson, I don't know. I've, uh, well, have, I, no, basically, I was just saying that I remember, like, uh, seeing a video of, like, these bodybuilders saying, like, that if you're on your phone, like, chilling <coughs> on bench press, then, like, get out of here. Don't be uh, wasting our time get out of our gym and we're waiting to, you know, rack up a couple plays and you're just uh, on Instagram on the bench press, what are you doing? Right. Exactly. So get out of here. So now what so why no that now that's something Oh Moshe disagrees. What's your bed? Go home to your bed. Go home to your bed and try to do that. Why did I try to get my reps in on the bench press? If the guy's just sitting there on his phone, that's not what I'm doing. Let me finish my sentence. If the guy's sitting on the bench press on his phone, I'm pretty sure if you ask him nicely, he'll move over. So you'll get your reps. If you're sitting on the bench press on your phone, I'll ask you nicely. You want to be responding. The point is, right? The point is, is that is that when a person when a per, when a person looks when a person looks at when a person looks at the world and he says that my that my goal in this world is to is to be um, you know mediocre 
Or a person looks at himself and he says, okay, I don't have to get up in the morning and I don't have to feel good. I don't have to have positive thoughts. I could go a day and just be upset and negative. I could talk about people and he's living in a world and he's living in a world that that world is not a, a world of, of growth and love and change and positivity. He looks at it like, oh, okay, those, that's for like those group of people. That's for like those people. But regular people, no, most people are like this, right? The, 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 the goal of life, the goal of life is to, is to be able to live the, the gift of life that Hashem gave us and to give and to take the blessings that Hashem has given us and to use it to its fullest and to take advantage. And that when a person is, is half conscious and he's half aware of his life and he's half aware of what he's doing so he's not truly living what he could be living that's why we get so upset that's why we get so down the reason we get down is not so much about what we're doing if we're not doing what we want to be doing it's more that I'm not living my life that I can live I'm not living myself to the fullest and when a person realizes that it's not a luxury to be happy. It's not a luxury to be motivated. It's not a luxury to feel good. It's a necessity in my life to feel good, to be happy. It does take time to get there. It takes a lot of time to get there. But it's not like, okay, the, you know, it's like when we talk about marriage. Yeah, okay, I hope I'll have a good marriage. I hope I'll have a good relationship with my wife. I hope I'll have be a good father, when it's not a necessity, when it's not a must, when a person doesn't wake up in the morning and say that I need to have the best relationship I can with my wife, I want to be a giver, I want to be an amazing person, I want to be someone like this, and that's the way I got to figure out how to do that, I got to figure out how to do that, That's that's where we begin, that's where a person begins Truly living the life that he wants to live. Yes. Shlaimi, you did, uh, yeah. What do you do for the people when if a person is in a situation where people around them are groundhogging? It's very difficult to be the right. only one changing. Right. What do you Good. Do that, so that's just, a, that's just a practical question of surrounding yourself with people. Like Nussan saying, if you go to a gym, if you go to a gym, you're, 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 you're going to be in a place. Yeah, but sometimes it's the, it's the country, let's say. Right, so that's what I'm saying. But, it, but that what? That what? Sometimes the whole surrounding where you are. You can always. You say specific things. I, I, know what you're, I know what you're saying. So, 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 so let, me, let, let me answer. You're, you're, any place you're going to be you can find people who are going to be mediocre or people who are not happy or people who are rolling their eyes. Oh, marriage, my wife making jokes about marriage, making jokes about your job, making, you know, making jokes about whatever. Yeah, we're all like that. Everybody can find people to, to be miserable with. The key is when you when you yourself make a decision and say, it doesn't matter where I live. 
A person, it doesn't matter what country you live in. It doesn't matter what city you live in. It matters who the people you hang around with. It matters what's in your heart. It matters what you're looking for. It matters what your, what your vision is and what you're constantly feeding yourself on a daily basis. And you will attract and you will connect to the people who are living on the same plane that you want to live on. But when, when, you're, when you're waiting for the country or you're waiting for the, for the environment to be that environment for you, then, then that's very, very challenging. I think, we, I think it happens to be that we are very blessed. It happens to be that we are blessed to be in an environment of, of growth and change. But, but I do want to say something, but to what Nussin was telling me last night was very strong for me. It was Minish Ryan that Dovi came back today, but what Nussin told me is very strong. And that is that it's so important to look at growth and positivity and love and change and getting up early and being productive as, as I need to be in those circles. I need to, to surround myself. Because when you walk into a gym and everybody there is a certain way, it, it definitely helps you. It definitely helps a person get there. If people are, are, if your roommates are waking up early, it definitely helps you to wake up early. If your roommates are, are you know, are, uh, are focused and being productive, it definitely helps you to be productive. There's no question about it. But you also are the one who has to say, I am going to be part of this uh, mission of being a productive, happy, loving, uh, functional, very functional, a great husband. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it, it, that's all on you. Ultimately, that's all on you. You will find the people to do that with, but it's ultimately all on you. Yes, Dovi, and then you, you did you. Um, so I understand what Rebbe's saying about the need to be productive and to wake up early and uh, the, your obligation of being a good husband and stuff. But Rebbe said you also have an obligation to be, to be happy and, uh, and, like, and to feel good about what you're doing. Why, why do I have to feel like that? Right, so I wasn't... Why can't I be very productive and go about my day? Right, right. right. I, I wasn't saying it's an obligation. I'm saying that, that a lot of times we think that that's a... That that's like a luxury thing. Meaning, I'm gonna. It's it's a luxury to be to be happy. It's not a luxury to be happy. It's not a luxury. Hashem made this world for a person to to have tachas asher Hashem besimcha. To to be happy and to figure out a way how to get happy. That that is all. I'm saying. Is that the goal? The goal is the goal to be happy. I'm saying it, it's not. That's. It's not so much a goal. Is that why? Why am I not happy? Why am I not happy? No, good. No, I, I'm saying that. I, I'm saying that that it, it's not. It's not a. It's not a. People look at it and say, "Oh, I can live my life not being happy, and that's okay," which is okay. But the point is, is that being happy is an integral part of living life. And there's no reason why a person can't be happy. And if I'm not happy, so then I, I want to challenge myself to say, why can't I be happy? That's all I'm saying. There are people who don't have good marriages. 
There are people who are not happy, but, but that's because they're not doing something right, and they're not doing what the natural... Th- little children are naturally happy. Why? Because you're, you're, you're naturally happy. There are things that are, that are positive in a person's life. If I'm not happy, you want to question yourself. Not, not that, no, the default and the normal thing is not to be happy. And someone who is happy, oh, he's, he's on, you know, that's a luxury. Which might be true. That might be the way the world is. But that's not true in, in the essence of what life is about. Life is about that I want to make the most of my time. I want to be happy in my relationships. I want to be productive. I want to have the ability to change and to grow to the things that I want to grow. Two. Yes, Rabbi Tzvi. Yeah, I just want to add on your question that if you're not happy, you're doing something wrong. So yeah, you must be happy. And the outcome, you could work on yourself. You could say, I have a problem that I'm not happy. But if you're sitting in your sheet and you're not happy, now it could be you could say, the challenge that God gave me with my wife, that I, it's hard for me to be happy and I'm still being happy. That's fine to say. But if, if you're not happy, the outcome will be your kids most likely will not have a good childhood or, and, and end up in places that don't need help. And if you're not happy, and, and I said this in the name of Rabbi Delsky, which he's a, a very chashavir, he, he is older man, but he told my friend, that was starking out. He said, if you're not happy, I don't care how stark you are, you're doing something wrong. So, yeah, it is. you must be happy. Or that You must work to be happy. God's blueprint is for us to be happy. You ask how are you happy when you have challenges? That's a good question. So, yeah, you must be right. happy. Beautiful. So I'm very on board Nustin's quote. So I just wanted to let you know and everybody know that, that I have a source for that quote also. So I express out. Darth Shem plus three paragraph four. Reward can is not interpreted, could be the voice. Reward can be unlimited, right? But the time to do good to get the reward is very limited. Beautiful. Meaning, meaning, meaning at a time. Beautiful. Beautiful. Right, correct. What, 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 what Dovey's saying is that, is that the time in this world to work, to work to get the reward, is limited. The re- so why are you in the gym? Why are you in this world not working if this is the time to be doing the work? Beautiful. Okay, let's learn a, a beautiful Dovey. And Dovey uh, walks his talk, so... So it's a little heavier when you hear it from Dovi. So uh, uh, the, the reason, I just want to chazer over, the reason that we're learning purity of speech and the reason we learn the Hilchus Lashonara, it's good to remind ourselves, is because when a person stops talking about other people and a person stops thinking that other people are the problem, that is when you begin your, your life. <coughs> That's when your life, that's when you own your life. When you stop thinking that the problem is outside of me. When you stop thinking that the reason I am the way I am is because of my, my parents, because of my upbringing, because of 
the situation, that definitely might have brought you to where you are now. But the question is, what am I doing with myself now? But as long as a person, it's literally this week's parsha, all of Gullus comes, all of exile, all of the challenges of the Jewish people in the last thousands of years is all from this. It's all from, from not being able to get along with other people. And the reason we don't get along with other people is because we're busy being in everybody else's business. We're minding everybody else's business as opposed to focusing on my business. We're minding how my father could be a good father and how my mother could be a good mother and how my brother could be a good brother and how my roommate could be a better this as opposed to what can I do to change myself. And when a person goes into that mode, right? Rav Baruch, I think from Mezhbir says, I, I think he's the one who says that the Ani is in Gullus. The thing that's in Gullus, the thing that's in exile, is not anything but the me, but myself. I am disconnected from myself. When somebody speaks Lashon Hara, he's disconnected from himself. When he sees that other things are a problem, other people are a problem, he's disconnected from himself. Says the um, Purity of Speech 280, day 105. Believing Lashon Hara is forbidden even when the Lashon Hara was said incidentally. Says the Chavetz Chaim. Let's say someone tells you a story, and in the middle of the story, he throws in Lashon Hara about someone incidentally. So you might think that you can believe the Lashon Hara. Yet the Chavetz Chaim states, no. Even in such a case, you're not allowed to believe it. For example, your sister wants to tell you a funny story that happened to her in the shoe store. So she tells you, you know, it was so interesting. I tried on a pair of shoes and then decided to buy them. By the way, I saw our cousin there and our cousin was so nasty to the sales lady. And then, you know what happened with the shoes? When I came home, I realized that I brought home the wrong pair. So even though her whole point was not to talk about your cousin, the whole point was not to talk about it. Her whole point was to talk about her shoes and talk about the fact that the shoes were the wrong pair and the story. But incidentally, she started talking about your cousin. Still says the Chavetz Chaim, in that case, you are not allowed to believe that your cousin was nasty, even though it was said incidentally. So says the Chavetz Chaim, when someone comes over to you and says, so-and-so is nasty, so-and-so is this type of person, now we know I can't believe it. But even if I'm telling a story, and I'm telling something that has nothing to do with that, and then I throw that in, so you might think, okay, I can believe it. It must be true. Says the Chavetz Chaim, even in that case, you're not allowed to believe what your sister said. That's Hilchus Lashon Hara, Zion Tess. Any questions on that halacha? Okay, good. Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be Zocha to not speak any Lashon Hara today, every day. Us and all the Jewish people will be Zocha to only see the good in each other, to love each other, to forgive each other, to take the hook out of our heart of the people who might have hurt us or were hurt by. And through that, we'll all be zocha to, to have achtas in Klal Yisrael, us and all the Jewish people.
Says the Masil Sisharm at the end of Zrizas. Zrizas is the Mida of a person learning to accomplish things and to be productive and to do things. We've been speaking about the fact that, that the laziness of a person a lot comes from his desire for relaxation. Not that you're relaxing. Again, that's a very key point. Ramchal doesn't say you're not allowed to relax. Ramchal doesn't say you can't have menucha. It's the exact opposite. Of course you could have menucha. But the question is, what is my life? What am I searching for? Am I searching for relaxation? Or am I searching for, um, for, un, for, for discomfort? I know that sounds a little bit interesting. Shia, what was that line that you said? I, I liked the line you said the other day. Do you remember it? What was it? Sorry to put you on the spot. Comfort is misery's secret weapon. Comfort is misery's secret weapon. Right? I like that Comfort is misery, which means is that, is that the more a person seeks comfort, it's ironic. Because we seek comfort because we don't want to be miserable. We seek comfort because I want to be happy. I want to be relaxed. But the Ramchal is saying it's the exact opposite. The more you're seeking to be comfortable, the more miserable you're going to be, which means the opposite. The more you seek discomfort, the happier you will be. The more you seek to be uncomfortable. Uncomfortable means that I want to push myself. Uncomfortable means I'm out of my comfort zone. It means that I cross what I'm used to, like we were talking before about reinventing yourself. When I'm comfortable with this is who I am, I don't want to be the misery of certainty versus the, uncert- the, 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 the misery, the certainty of misery versus the misery of uncertainty, which is I'd rather be certainly miserable than, than I'm uncertain of who I am. We get nervous when we reinvent ourselves. Why? Because it gets uncomfortable. I'm not used to being happy. A lot of people sabotage themselves that they can't be successful. They start being successful and then they sabotage themselves. Why? Because I'm not used to being happy. I'm more comfortable being unhappy. I'm more comfortable being a certain way that I don't even like about myself. But at least I'm comfortable in there. And comfort, says the Ramchal, is a very dangerous thing. It's very, very dangerous. The second thing the Ramchal says, and this we'll talk about today a little bit, this is a very, very key thing. Ramchal says that there are two types of fears. There are natural fears, and then there are silly, he calls the word, yira shaita. There's foolish fears. There's fears that are appropriate, and there are fears that are foolish. And this is how he explains it. He says, when a person, I'm at the end of Parakhtes, he says, Hashem gave us all a seichel. Hashem gave us all a brain. When it's cold outside, Hashem made it that I go ahead and I get a jacket and I make sure that I'm not cold so I don't get sick. That's a natural, beautiful fear. I don't want to go ahead and I don't want to go outside without a jacket, without a sweater, because I'm afraid that I'm going to get sick. That's beautiful. That's appropriate. He says, 
Hashem created things that are dangerous, and Hashem made us have a seichel, have a brain to stay away from those things. A person, let's say when it comes to making a living, a person has to make sure that I have a job. If a person has to go to college, he has to go to college to get a degree. Why? Because I'm afraid if I don't, if I'm not productive, if I don't work, if I don't do this, I'm not going to have money. So I'm afraid that I'm not going to have money. So therefore, I'm going to be responsible. I'm going to take X, Y, and Z. I'm going to take these actions to be responsible. Those are very positive, says the Ramchal. These are all, all um, natural fears. These are good fears. Now, let's talk about Yira Shoyim. Says the Ramchal. Ach, Hayira Hashoita, Hashuta, Hashoita, Sheya Adam Rotze, Lahosef Shmiros, Al Shmiros. Now, extra fear, extra fear of extra fear, is that I'm adding Oyira Oyira, Vaosa Mishmeres Le Mishmarto, Vaofen Shiagim is a Bitulotarvavoda. Now I'm stuck because of my fears. If you're stuck, because of your fears, and you are adding fears in your brain to things. The example that I give, and that it's worked, and it's badaku manusa. I've had this experience with people when people are dating someone. You say, I'm dating this girl, she's a wonderful girl, she's great, she's baba. I'm afraid that she is uh, not a nice person. I'm afraid, I'm afraid she's not gonna treat me well, She's not going to treat my children well. She's not going to be a good wife. So what's the question? You can say, did you see her do that? Yes. We went out to a restaurant, and I saw the way she spoke to the waiter, and I saw the way she was speaking to her mother or whatever when she was on the phone, and therefore I saw with my own eyes that she was acting a certain way. Is that an appropriate fear, or is it not an appropriate fear? That's very appropriate. Why? Because he says, he says, Arum ra ra venister. The wise man sees something that he doesn't like and he has to be careful with that. But if a person says, okay, I dating this girl, I want to see if I want to marry this girl. This girl is great, but I'm afraid of, she's not going to be nice. I'm afraid that she says that. Have you seen any signs of that? Nope. Have you seen that she's, no, she's actually the nicest person in the world. So why are you afraid of that? Says the Ramchal, that is called silly fear. That's called Yira Shaita. Why? Because you are adding upon yourself extra fears. What does that do to a person when you start adding fears and fears and fears upon yourself? What it does is you become stuck. So if you are stuck, and if you're not able to move forward, meaning when a person can't move forward in a natural way, because they have real things that are holding them back, real problems that are holding them back, that's very appropriate. But if a person is not doing things all because he's adding within his mind, in his head, over and over, I'm afraid of this, and 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 everything is fear, that's when you know your fears are inappropriate.
question, comments, and then I'm going to say the, the, one of the strongest lines that the Ramchal says in the, in the entire Sefer, which is a very powerful, powerful change, paradigm shift in how you're going to look at fears. First question, comments. Does everybody understand the difference between the appropriate fear and the inappropriate fear? And what happens a lot of times is that we mix it and we make it just one big mishka bobble. I'm, af- I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. That's where anxiety comes from. Anxiety is extra fear, adding fears and fears and fears of future in five years from now. Well, what am I doing when I'm 40? What am I doing when I'm 30? What, 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 what? What's the problem? You're not even there yet. But if you can't, if you can't get out of bed because of something specific, because your leg hurts you and you're afraid if you walk on it, you're going to hurt it, that's an appropriate fear. But if you're afraid that I might go into the dining room and that I might see this person who's going to be like this and he's going to say this to me, there you're already adding fears upon your fear. Yes, Ben? You said that it could all get very confusing inside your head, so it's the best thing to deal with it just to clarify it and get it outside of your head to talk about it to yeah. understand yeah, well, where first, it's coming from. Yes, first what you want to do is you want to identify is this an appropriate fear or is this an inappropriate fear? And when I say inappropriate, it doesn't mean you're not afraid. It just means is this something that's holding me back just because I have this fear? Just because I have a fear or it's something real? Something real. Is it? Is it... Is it a, an appropriate thing to worry about? Okay. Yeah. That's, that's fine. Then you could be afraid that maybe she's not nice because she showed. I saw it with my own eyes. I see it. No, but I'm saying, but that's, that makes sense. No, but I'm saying it makes sense. I saw, I saw something, but if I didn't see something, why would I be afraid of that? If I don't see it, why would I be afraid of that? What, it depends why. It depends why I can't do it. it. Depends why. If I break, if I say, if a person says he's afraid, a person says I'm afraid. I, I don't want to get married. I don't want to get married to this person. Why? So there might be things that are very appropriate. Why I don't want to marry this person. But usually, a lot of times, what happens is you're so afraid. So then you create all of these fears. You're afraid, you're afraid, so you create all of these fears. Ramchal's going to say it a little bit differently, but that's what happens. It's not appropriate. It's not, there's no reason. If a person's driving, if a person's driving on the, on, 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 on the highway, and he's afraid that he's going to, that chas shalom, there's going to be a, a, you know, a, a, something that's going to hurt him 
from a, from a terrorist or this, that's that's inappropriate. If you're driving, you know, down near, you know, uh, in in a in a terrible Arab neighborhood, it is, and yeah, you, it would be appropriate to be afraid. If you wake up in the morning when people have anxiety and they don't they can't explain why I'm afraid, so that means you are probably addicted to to fears. I'm saying that strong is addicted, but you're probably addicted, which means you hang on to things that are totally inappropriate fears. Someone who is appropriately afraid of something is very healthy. Somebody who, if it's not appropriate, if a guy's on a bus and he's bugging out and looking on the bus, you know, for the guy, for the, I mean, Baruch Hashem, we don't have that. I remember when I was in yeshiva or way back, it was blowing up buses, so you'd be on a bus, yeah, if it's a day after a bus was blown up, it would be very appropriate to be looking around to see if there's an Arab on the bus, are they holding a bomb? That's very, right? To go on, the, to go on an airplane and you just watched a, a movie the week before about a hijacking, and then you're on an airplane and you're checking out that guy who looks suspicious, that, that might be an appropriate, that might be a yes, an appropriate fear. But if a person has no reason and he's checking the doors and he's extra worried about things and I can't travel and I can't enjoy myself on a bus because I'm worried that the bus is going to blow up but I'm worried those are inappropriate fears. Yes, Rabbi Tzvi. Yeah, I think it's uh, the, the line of Roosevelt of nothing to fear but, but fear God itself. God. Exactly. And my, and my friend Moshe had nothing to fear but God itself right. which is true for us. Um, and, and I think like Rebbe was saying, what happens is a guy gets bitten by a dog at age three, and for the rest of his life, the brain is protecting, but no one else, usually dogs don't bite. Correct. And, and the, the bus thing, I grew up in the intifada, right. and I believe I have some sort of trauma 100%. subconsciously, but I grew up um, next to my school, the sh- it was the show. And I know that my fear, I would get on a bus, and I would see, um, uh, someone that's not a Jew with a bag, and I would get off, and that happened constantly. I probably won't even remember that. And but the point of fear is, when you look around, if that guy's petting the horse's nose, why are you sitting there being scared? Exactly. So the fear is is nothing. It's exactly, like, and it's very important. Like Ben was saying, thank you, Rabbi. Thank you, Rabbi. Please. I, 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 I want to say something. What Ben was saying is very important. What's very important for a person to do is to question your fear and, 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 and either ask somebody, talk to somebody. Is this an appropriate fear? And I'm using the term inappropriate. It might be a little bit, um, it might be rational. Thank you. Thank you. Rational. Better word. Thank you. Rational, a rational fear. Thank you, Moshe. A rational fear versus an irrational fear. A rational fear, because otherwise, here's going to be, here's the line. Wait, someone else had, had their hand? Oh, Rabbi Erbo. Oh, uh, what did I say? Oh, uh, no, yeah, I thought you had your... Uh, I, just want, I just wanted to say that it, it is, a, a nat- this is the nature of a person also sometimes, that, that it, they call it hypochondriac, or something right, like right. parents who are afraid to let their children go anywhere because they're terrified. And I'm saying, what would be the practical aid sort of like maybe a buddy, a buddy, uh, your Rosh Hashimah tells you, this person doesn't have that problem, so you should hang out with him and always, you should eat, you know, 
gauge your fears, you know, ask him if this rational yeah. or not. Yeah, I, I, think that, I think that's what I was saying what Ben said. I think it's important to talk it out. When you talk it out, someone can tell you that is a rational fear. It makes sense for you to be afraid of Rabbi Psi saying, makes sense. If you grow up in a time where buses are being blown up and you're a child and that's, that's what's going on, so it's very natural. It's not, e- it's, not, it's, not, it's not irrational to be afraid that maybe that's going to happen. But if it has no context, I mean, again, there, there are a million variables of when it could be irrational, rational. But the point, like Ben was saying, is you want to first define, is this rational or is it irrational? And this is why it's, this is why it's so important. Because there's so many things that we don't do in life because of irrational fears. The Ramchal says, most of the things that you're not doing, the reason you're not doing it is because it's irrational fears. And listen to the line he says. There's a very challenging line to hear, but it's hard to hear the truth sometimes. Here's the truth. Says the Ramchal, Halamadatah. This, is a, a, this, this line changed my life. This is in Parak at the end of the ninth parak Mitzvah Sharm. Halamarata, we see from here. She'ain ha'yira goremes she'isatza. Most people think that fears are what cause laziness. Says Ramchal, no, that's not true. Your fears don't cause laziness. Rather, Ella atzla goremes lo she'isyare. Your laziness is what creates your fear. And you know what the riot is? Because your fears are irrational. When you have a rational fear, it's not laziness. That's not what's stopping you. But your irrational fears are created from your laziness. So when a person pushes through those irrational fears, he begins slowly that the fears start slowly dissipating and going away. Sometimes yes. you need lots of help with the irrational. You can't just say, oh, you have irrational fears, no one. Don't believe that. Who said, who said that? No one said, I'm just sure that if anybody, including myself, I've had many kinds of irrational fears, as much as I wanted to get rid of them, I couldn't. So I had to get help from people around me. 100 percent. 100 percent. 100 You gotta get it out of your head. 100 percent. Once you get it, once the first step, though, the first step is to identify to say it's irrational, and to say the reason that I have this fear is not because it's appropriate for me to have this fear. It's not a rational fear. The reason I'm having this is maybe I'm being lazy, and if I would take a step, feel the fear and do it anyway. When you do it anyway, what happens is, is that you realize that it was all just a fear. And it was, it was an illusion. Now you're right. A person has to say, yeah, it definitely takes time. But the first step is for a per- person to be able to, because what happens is, when you hear the word fear, people say, oh, so I'm not afraid of anything, or I'm afraid of everything. No. You need to be able to separate in your mind to be able to say, if this is irrational, then maybe I have to make different moves and when it's rational. But yes, 
You can take all the time in the world and a person can reach out for help and a person can speak things out with people. That's why it's so important That's to the speak. That's of, a, of a laziness. What? Speak it out. Get up Correct. Right. Well said. Yeah. Right? Speaking it out with people. Talk, reaching out to someone. Say, I've had this fear. Is this a rational fear or irrational fear? That's already making a move. That's already making a change and that will already help and alleviate Leave that fear. Well said. Oh man, beautiful. Well said. Well said. Yes, Shimon. Uh, question: If you're, let's say, for example, you have someone with a tremendous amount of amuna, like something that we've had in the, in, in the previous generation, that like drop Yosef at Tzadik in a kick and there's scorpions and snakes, and he's just like, <laughs> you know, it doesn't, it doesn't even face him. Right. So I'm saying. Could it be, is there a difference between? Yeah. Because for one person it may be rational. Oh right. my gosh! Right. Yes. <laughs> a person has to be tough. And another person is just like, oh cool, a snake and a scorpion, nothing's gonna happen to right. me because I trust in God. Right. So you also have to know if you're, if you that you have to speak out with somebody also. You have to know if you're right. If a person, Ramchal says, if you you also have to be careful. You can't walk out in the cold and not wear a sweater and a thing and say I'm gonna be okay because I'm gonna have a movie. <coughs> You have to be careful. You have to be careful with that. That's learning this paragraph more being in You can learn a little bit more being This is what he talks about. He talks about knowing yourself and knowing what's real and what's not real. Am I being honest with that or am I not? But yes, can a person get to that level where he, Yira Hashem, they say, means I'm only afraid of Hashem. I have nothing else that I fear. I only fear Hashem. That's a beautiful thing to aspire to. But you also have to talk it out with people. You have to know where you're holding. A person says, oh, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about Parnassah. Hashem's going to take care of it. Are you? Is that true or is that not true? Sometimes it is true. Sometimes it's not true. Okay, so if, you have to if get something talk like it out. that is true, then that guy is going to be hooked up by Hashem. Exactly. Correct. So you, you, have, to learn, you have to learn the... Yeah, well, that's hooked up means the scorpion's going to bite you. And then you're going to die. What happens if the scorpion... That's fine. If the guy has that in you now, then he's going to the... Exactly. So God, you, you were like, oh, that guy's a shite. No, no, I didn't say If he has that... Why did I say that? Well, I said to the point of the rabbi that if the guy stopped going to say he's going to jump in the street, with no oh, valid yeah, yeah, and even a guy that's why you need to that's why you need a rep that's why you need to talk it out with somebody you say can it be that I'm going to just rely on Hashem and Hashem's going to take care of going to take care of everything or do I need to maybe do I stop these are things that a person has to explore each person is different yes Every Somebody, someone as a as a as someone who's your peer, someone who you look up to, it never hurts. Correct. It never hurts to talk things out with people. Yes. Well, a lot of hands. Yes. Yeah. 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 
rational. If it's rational. Yeah. If it's like more of a rational for some kind of thing, even if it's not so much for rational fear, you can use that um, to, to drive it. Like, it is a big fear. Fear is a big factor in driving success. So you, I'm, I'm saying, if you have like a healthy way of dealing with it, you can harness it and use it as a way to um, drive yourself. I'm saying, so that's the that's the exact opposite. <coughs> Beautiful, beautiful. That would be an irrational fear. But the rational fear, you don't want to go against that. The rational fear, you want to be careful. They're Hashem made it, and I gotta be careful with certain things. It's the irrational fear, is like you're saying, Zach. That will empower me to say, wait, there's an irrational fear, and I gotta jump in anyway. Many times when people are ready to get married, they even do with rational fears, though. what? No, rational fear is great. You want right. Sometimes they'll say yes. Sometimes they'll say right. But I'd rather, for our discussion here, I'd rather keep it very, very separate. Rational fear. A rational fear. It could be you got to act on that, and you have to say, okay, I'm not going there. An irrational fear is something that yes, you want to push through and push through. So it's like a rational fear of something to be the reason why somebody goes or whatever they need why they eventually recover from whatever they're dealing with or um, yeah, um, whatever um, sorry, from whatever they're dealing with. So that is going up against a rational fear. I'm saying whatever there's like rational fear is always irrational fear. Like like that surrounds it also. Um, yeah, so, so that's why correct. So that's why you want to clarify and you want to separate. The more you're, from, from, from what we're learning today, I would say the goal would be to start separating. What are my rational fears and what are my irrational fears? That's, what, that, that's I think, the first step. Yes, motion, wow. Yeah, please. Fears do not cause laziness, the one causes laziness. The what? Fears do not cause laziness, the one causes laziness. Okay, good question. So um, I guess, the the the, uh, the the physical body, the fact that we're physical, so we are physical, which is afar, which is kaved, which is heavy. So the natural thing of a person is just to be, to be you know, slow and afar. Right. So be, huh? You want to chill on the couch. Right. Exactly. 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 Rabbi Stampler said, uh, I heard that he said, I heard this last night. It was a great shot. He said from, I think, Rup Shmuel said that when they were mavatal, you heard this? When they were mavatal, the Zara, the Yetzirah of the Zarah, so it didn't go anywhere, it just went into doing nothing. So now your Yetzirah is just to do nothing. So it could be from there. But the point is, the point is, is that the, the, your question's a, a great question because it's understanding that it's my laziness that's creating my irrational fears. It's not that I have so many fears, so therefore, now I am lazy. Okay. Shia, go again. Sorry. Is that the laziness part, if you have a notebook, it's a 
great idea. You have a notebook and you list off what all of your fears are, then that already is pushing towards changing them, pushing towards understanding what they are. And most of the time what you'll realize when you do that is most of our fears are just plain fears. Because it's not something that a person's gonna say, okay, I can't do this because this and this is going to happen. What, what's gonna happen? What are you trying to do already? And what are you so worried is going to happen? So most of the things will end up being irrational. Yes, beautiful. Um, Moshe. Yes. Someone said it was to quote, uh, those who have no motivation, distract, no, those who have no sense of purpose, distract themselves with pleasure. Pleasure is the comfort zone, and that's what laziness is. Most, that one more time? Most people who do not have purpose in their life right. distract themselves with pleasure. Beautiful, and that keeps them comfortable. Beautiful. Yeah. Purpose is your greatest alarm clock. Purpose is the greatest alarm clock. When you have that purpose, and usually what that does is it'll push away the fears, because even though I'm afraid, I'm so focused on my purpose, I don't care that I'm afraid. I'm going to do it anyway. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Beautiful motion. Yes, Yehuda. Uh, first of all, I like your sign set. You're writing down your fears and like you can't make, do something practical with them or articulate them in a certain way. It's probably just a fear and nothing more. Um, and I just want to say, like, I definitely understand the irrational, uh, rational fears, but like there's that gray area when you rationalize an irrational fear. Um, <laughs> Right, so that, right, meaning call, meaning call yourself out, call yourself out by writing it down or speaking with somebody. Because once you get it out there, it's not anymore something that you're just lazy about. It's not just lazy, because remember, the laziness is creating all of these thoughts. Your laziness not to do it is what creates it. So you end up creating this whole movie in your head. That's why I say it's harder to get out of your head than out of your bed. It's not, it's not, it's not a big deal to get out of bed. It's just I can't get out of my head with all of my quote-unquote true fears, which are not really true. Yes, Rabbi Bird. So I'm just, I'm speaking about what you said now, that when a person's lazy and he doesn't want to do something, so it's not creates, you know, fear, it's like, so you shouldn't have to deal with it. Right. You shouldn't have to deal with it. Right. And I was thinking that it can also work the other way around also. And a person wants to work or wants to do something, then his mind will create excuses that it will work out. Beautiful. And let's call it irrational optimism. I actually have a proof. I was thinking about a riot for this. Because we know the ant is brought up in Chazal, the opposite of lazy, the most Zari's hard-working creature is the ant. And it says the ant works really hard. And it says a funny thing that the ant only lives, doesn't live a year. No ant lives longer than a year. Yet all ants collect food for multiple years. Beautiful. So when you ask the ant, and they, the, the mentors ask the ant, why are you collecting for so many years if you know you're only going to live a year? The ad says, maybe Hashem will grant me life and I'll live longer. Now that's completely irrational. Beautiful. That's irrational optimism. But since the ant is a Zari, so the same way that we find that a lazy right. man has irrational fears, maybe you could say that the person who's a working man wow. who wants to work himself, wow. he will have irrational optimism. Wow. He will be super 
Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be Zoha, yes. It's rational for a person to say, there's a vaccine. Again, I'm not, I'm not getting into... It's very rational when a person gets... When someone takes medicine. It's very rational when a person gets, takes medicine to be nervous of the side effects. If I'm not going to take the medicine, and I'm not going to do something that is something that people are doing, and look and see, then it starts becoming irrational. Like Rabbi, like Rabbi Erebus is saying, a hypochondriac. If you're afraid that something's bothering you in your body, and you're afraid every time this thing happens to you, that you're going to die, you're going to this, and blah, 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 that's, ra- that's irrational. That's irrational. If you have a sore throat, and you have fever, and you're afraid that you might have strep, or you might have corona, you might have, that's appropriate. So, so again, these are all things that a person wants to uh, think about. And I love what Rabbi Berg, I love what Rabbi Berg, and they're off, we'll end off with that. Hashem will help each and every one of us that we will be Zoha to have irrational optimism and that by us doing things and doing things and doing things, we will see that it was all in our head after all. It was all in our head after all. It was all false evidence appearing real. And we will all be Zoha. And I want to say, I just want to end off with this. This is very important. Very important. When we're a, as we begin a new day, as we begin a new day, let us move forward and let us take advantage of the fact that there aren't so many days. This is a rational fear. I'm going to say right now, a rational fear is that you're going to be on the airplane going back home and you're going to be leaving yeshiva. And it's very rational to think that oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, I didn't accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. So let us get to work. Let us strengthen ourselves. Let us not be connected to our past. Let's be excited about our present. And we will all be zochah to live today as the first day of the rest of our life. Have a wonderful day. Amazing.